Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of current events. And today we've got another listener question from Lance. The question is, what is a sanctuary city and what can you expect if you live in a sanctuary city? So we're going to break down the pros and cons and where sanctuary cities come from and where kind of the distinction is in the law going into state versus federal law. So enjoy this show, but also follow us on social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Tragos Law. We have a specific podcast page on Facebook. It's Peter's Proffer. We post questions on there. We post polls on there. We post requests for listener questions so we can give you the content that you want to hear. And we also post giveaways. We've given away Amazon gift cards and we've given away CPR classes to companies and churches and schools that want to CPI cert- CPR certify their workers. So keep an eye out on those pages. There might be a giveaway you might be interested in, but this week, just sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, so we're going to talk about sanctuary cities today. Um, And the question asked, where do they come from and what, what can you expect if you live in a sanctuary city? So why don't you start out by talking about what a sanctuary city is and where it came from? Um, when we talk about sanctuary cities today, what we're really talking about is some sort of state or municipal jurisdiction that limits their cooperation with the federal government's efforts to enforce immigration laws. That's really what we're talking about when we say sanctuary cities today. There's really an interesting history. Uh, there have been sanctuary cities since biblical times, places where you know certain cities or certain areas would take a exception with some particular law or practice and they would say look if you come here we will protect you from you x seek y or z sanctuary you see yeah sanctuary. it's exactly what right. it is the us's uh, sanctuary concept starts back in the 1980s and there was a a, a lot of communist revolutions going on in south, uh, central and south america and uh, honduras and was one of them for example and uh, the U.S. basically said, look, if you can get here, we'll protect you from being killed by the communists. Right. It's basically cities that protect illegal immigrants from the immigration laws of that country. That's, that's basically what a sanctuary city is. The only difference is back then in the U.S., back in the 1980s, it wasn't illegal. They were people that were there and we invited them here. Right. And that's how it started. And it's kind of morphed into... If you're here illegally already for some other purpose, you move to a sanctuary city to bypass the immigration laws of the country. That's kind of what it's turning into. That's why it's such a political hotbed, a hot topic to talk about from especially in these presidential debates and things like that is how to get these illegal immigrants fast tracked so that they can be here with their families. You know, a lot of them are in sanctuary cities. It doesn't mean that somebody can't get deported anywhere in that city or state or county, but it just means it's a lot harder when they are there. Um, So there's a lot of positives and negatives to the idea of sanctuary cities. Um, And we're going to start out by talking about the positives. What are some positives, Pete, that you see with having a sanctuary system set up? There are a lot of positive things that can happen. For example, you protect people, especially people that are seeking political asylum for, you know, their religious beliefs or when, uh, you know, there are sanctuary issues when it comes to, I'll give you the best example, you know, you need marijuana uh, medically and you can't use it in your state, you can go to Colorado and and smoke freely there. Those are good things that helps people. Um, Now, when we're talking about the failure or the purposeful uh, non-cooperation of a local law enforcement agency with a federal law enforcement agency, 
I don't know if they translate. Right. Okay. But sticking just to the positives of, of sanctuary cities, one of the things that I've read a lot about and I hear people arguing for, which I understand, is sometimes it creates more cohesion between citizens and illegal immigrants. If you know you live in a sanctuary city, you know they're going to be allowed there. You know that uh, your city or your state officials are not going to deport um, the illegal immigrants that are there. Sometimes it's not as contentious as it may be in some other cities where they see illegal immigrants and they're nasty to them or start fights with them or, you know, abuse them or things like that. So some, some people make those arguments for just the cohesiveness of the people living in that city. Additionally, they say that it actually promotes... Uh, undocumented immigrants uh, uh, contributing to the economy, contributing to society, working, um, trying to do things to better themselves and to better the community and to better the country. If they're scared of being deported, if somebody finds out if they're an illegal, they're less likely to work. If they're in a sanctuary city, they're more likely to work and contribute to society. That's one of the major pros of a sanctuary city. Is there anything else you can think of? The only other thing is there was, at some point, there was a contention that it was uh, it would reduce crime. Because those people that were undocumented, they they didn't live in the fear of being picked up, so they didn't have to. For example, they didn't have to break into a you know a pharmacy and steal medicine. They go to the hospital and just get a prescription. Right. So that's one that I've actually heard on both sides of the aisle that it's a pro and a con. Whether it there's more crime or less crime, and I, I think some of this depends on whether or not you consider breaking the immigration laws a crime. But some of the other things that it that it talks about is. The the people that argue against these sanctuary cities would say that it's more crime because when illegal immigrants are arrested for certain crimes, with that comes deportation a lot of times. So in a sanctuary city, they don't have to fear that deportation, so they're not as um, scared of committing those crimes. So some people say that these sanctuary cities actually promote more crime because the illegal immigrants are less likely to commit a crime if they think they're going to automatically get deported like that. Because even before you're convicted of a crime, you can get deported um, in certain states for certain crimes. So some people say it actually promotes more crime, even though there hasn't really been a great statistic showing whether there's more or less crime in a sanctuary city. So we'll transition now into some of the negatives of sanctuary cities. Well, I'll tell you, the first major issue is now you've got local law enforcement uh, refusing to cooperate with federal law enforcement, which causes a humongous rift in the cohesion of federal and state law enforcement authorities. So just in case some people don't know, this there is different laws that um, the federal government can supersede and can control the country, but then there are certain powers that are left to the states. And the states are left this power, and they can choose basically whether or not, and there's some argument whether or not they can, but whether or not they want to be a sanctuary city or not, and then that can conflict with federal law. So that creates issues across the board because in the law enforcement issue for state attorneys versus U.S. attorneys, for state courts versus federal courts, what you're going to do and how much you're going to cooperate with the federal law enforcement can really create a lot of, of bureaucratic problems in your state. Additionally, I think one of the major cons is these are people that are living in a state or in a country that they're not citizens of, so they're not forced to pay taxes, they're not forced to do a lot of things that the citizens do and some rights that citizens actually give up and some liberties that citizens give up in order to be a citizen of this country that illegal immigrants don't have to do. 
So I think that that's one of the major issues with these sanctuary cities is it really blurs those lines as to why do I have to pay taxes and they don't. I'm fine if they work and they do whatever, but why do I have to pay taxes and they don't and blah, blah, blah. There can create a lot of issues in that, in that way that they're not actually citizens. What else? What are some other cons? Um, I'm not sure if there's anything that, that jumps to my mind other than, oh, how about this one? When you have a, a, a situation where local and state authorities aren't uh, coordinating with each other, then you have the things, for example, like what happened to that young girl in San Francisco. There was a undocumented illegal alien who had been convicted of something, posted a bond because the uh, they did not honor his immigration hold. He goes and kills, I can't remember the young lady's name. Right. Actually, they just overturned that guy's conviction uh, in California recently. So, yeah, I mean, and that's that's the point is dangerous illegal immigrants that are here are not deported and that's an issue but on the other side of that i mean dangerous citizens do stuff like that too so i don't i don't think that's the strongest argument in my in my opinion because some citizens get out on bond and commit more crimes as well but i mean i get the point is that they would have already been deported but i don't know if there's as big of a correlation there statistically with illegal immigrants versus citizens but i get it that's one of the concerns Um, so there are actually on a state by state basis, some states, um, make decisions to be sanctuary cities. Some don't. So let's go through some states that actually do not allow and ban sanctuary cities throughout the state. All right. And I will tell you that Georgia, Tennessee, Arizona, Alabama, Arkansas, Iowa, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, North and South Carolina all have laws on the books that ban the existence of the sanctuary concept. Now, Texas has taken it one step further, and if you actually fail to enforce federal immigration laws, the state of Florida's, the state of, excuse me, Texas's law indicates that those government officials can be charged criminally. They've actually made it a crime. And Florida just passed um, a rule, actually a law, about sanctuary, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a minute. Well, we, we can get to that now. Okay. All right. Florida, um, our Florida governor just passed a law that does not allow for any local or municipal law enforcement to not honor an immigration hold. That's as far, really, as it goes. Um, Florida's, out of the 67 counties that we have here in Florida, 57 of them participate with uh, immigration and customs enforcement to hold uh, anybody that may have a detainer. It's what the, the technical term is for an individual that immigration wants to, to seize. And what happens is there are a number of different agreements. I don't know if it really matters under what agreement they function under. But those agreements basically say that for 48 hours, if someone who has a federal immigration hold is going to be released from state custody, you have got to give the federal government 48 hours to come and take them into custody. In fact, the federal government, under most of the uh, agreements, pays the local municipality, I think it's like 50 or 100 bucks a day, to maintain those individuals until ICE can come and seize them. Right, which is which is expending state dollars to basically enforce federal laws. If you're holding them for an additional 48 hours and cooperating with federal law enforcement and things like that, yeah. I mean, that really is, at the end of the day, that is using some state dollars. I see the argument on both sides because the federal government's argument would be, we're paying you to hold them for two more days. Right, and I, it's it's funny because it's, it's an exact contrast to California's laws, which 
prohibit local municipalities from expending state resources to aid federal action against illegal immigrants. Right. And I don't know if a lot of people realize that the sheriff's office or, for example, the Clearwater Police Department doesn't have the authority to go looking for people that may have ICE detainers. And they don't do that on a regular basis. Right. Just if they arrest somebody for something else and it's flagged. Exactly. They have an obligation to notify law enforcement, federal law enforcement, hey, we've got this guy. Now, if the feds don't come get him, then they release him because they don't have to hold him indefinitely. Right. But And that's not the same and not what happens in a sanctuary city. Right. That That's kind of the distinction. So there are also a lot of states that support sanctuary cities. So those states include Washington, um, Vermont, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Minnesota. Um, and then do you want to talk about Illinois, Colorado, and we already talked about California. Yeah, Illinois, Colorado, and California have like gone out of their way. Uh, and what they've done, I think you've already talked about California, they prohibit any uh, assistance at all. Colorado basically says they won't hold illegal aliens uh, solely for ICE detainers. So if there's nothing else uh, state-wise that's holding that particular individual, they're just going to release them. Um, Illinois kind of similar to Colorado. You can't arrest somebody solely for their ICE status. Frankly, I think that's pretty much how it is here in Florida. A, a sheriff, deputy sheriff can't arrest you unless they have some state law that they, or, or a warrant out for your arrest. Right. So there are also some states that just take no stance at all, like Connecticut and Maryland, or a lot of states let each dur- jurisdiction within their state make its own decision as to whether or not that city wants to be a sanctuary city, but it's not really a statewide law. Yeah, Connecticut's that way. They basically said everybody makes their own decisions and y'all Right, and I think that a lot of this, unfortunately, has been politicized and has turned into a political debate or pick a side of the aisle. You know, the Republicans are on this side, the Democrats are on this side. But really, I think that the, the point of sanctuary cities has kind of morphed over the years, and it wouldn't be bad to alter how we view sanctuary cities in the same way as we progress our immigration laws. Yeah, you know, and we, Maryland's a perfect example. Um, Maryland's at kind of a hotbed right now of discussions for sanctuary city uh, theories. But at the end of the day, if you look at Maryland, the vast majority of jurisdictions in Maryland actually do cooperate with law enforcement. They just do. Right. And I think that, you know, if it was a different, if it wasn't immigration, but there was a federal criminal case that was outstanding and somebody got arrested on some state charges, just like Ted Bundy, right? If there's something federally across state lines going on, they're going to stop, they're going to flag it, they're going to help the feds, you know, but there's a public interest there. And some people feel differently about how illegal immigrants affect public interests and public safety and things like that. That's really what it comes down to. So that's what sanctuary cities are. If you live in a sanctuary city in Florida, since that's our home state, with this new law that came down, what can we expect now? You know, uh, I don't know. There's already a lawsuit that's been filed um, by some of the uh, the municipalities and some of the uh, organizations that uh, bird dog or actually say watchdog uh, laws. Pinellas County, uh, Hillsborough County, and Orlando, and and frankly, Miami-Dade are all technically considered sanctuary cities because uh, the mayors or the, um, uh, the the county folks have made a determination they're not going to help with ICE. But now with this new law in Florida, they have to. Uh, so the lawsuits are already flying. We'll see how um, you know how constitutional all this is probably in the next few months. So basically, if you live in a sanctuary city or some a state that bans sanctuary cities, you can expect litigation just like anything else to try to figure out exactly what new laws that are coming down and what new immigration laws and with, 
you know, the Trump presidency, how that's going to affect all this in the coming months and years, because litigation is going to come down the pipe on what this actually means if you have a sanctuary city in a state that doesn't allow it or vice versa. So hopefully you learned something today. Uh, Check it out. See if where you live is a sanctuary city. And we'll be back with you guys next time.